0: welcome back to another episode of kicking it with coach red where we bring you all the news stories takes and opinions about your favorite teams from the pacific north fresh from the good to the bad to the mariners
1: the mariners baby sweet sweet mariners making moves
0: he was lost, but now he is found.
1: He I am is found.
0: back. He is back, back after we guest spotted someone last week.
1: Back and better than ever.
0: I would start with him, but that would be so out of character. So we're <laughs> not going to do it. So we're going to start with me, your boy, Coach Red. You can find me on Twitter at The Real Coach Red, on Instagram at The Real underscore Coach Red. And if you want to follow our long lost, forgotten son of the show, <laughs> Head over and check out Lefty France. Lefty, where you at? Follow me
1: on Twitter at Lefty France on Instagram at dfrance13. Go over and follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it.
0: I did that last week when uh, <laughs> Mr. Killing Kane was on from the Kane and Day Show. Go ahead and check out his show. Give him a follow. <laughs> But it was so weird to do. And then at the end, (laughs) I was like, and as always, stay fresh, peeps. (laughs) Pause. Peace. I I should have just said, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace. But I I was in my own head at that point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you want to know who is in their head right now? It's not Trader Deer anymore, but it's Trader Justin. Trader Justin. But I'm still going to call it Trader Jerry. He's still pulling the strings a little <laughs> bit. The freaking Mariners. Oh, yeah, sweet, maybe. Sweet Mariners make a big, big deal today. Go and acquire Teoscar Hernandez for Eric Swanson and Adam Macko. Uh, Adam Mako clocked in as the eighth best prospect for the Mariners. Been really with injuries in his first two years in the minors. Um, pitched about 70 innings total, fastball sitting around 97. Apparently, this is who the Blue Jays were calling about. And with the year that Eric Swanson had last year, rocking a sub-2 ERA, made it an intriguing piece. And I felt like it was a piece that the Mariners dwindled in their confidence because he was pitching pretty heavily all of July and August. But in September, you saw the numbers go down. In the playoffs, the only time he touched the bump was in the 19 or 18 inning game against the Astros.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
0: And this guy's pretty rocking crazy this up that, to ERA. Yeah,
1: that's something had to have been going on. In, so you
0: so you flip those club. two for a guy who batted 265, 27 dingers last year. Uh, top 10 love dingers, top 10 we, hard hit dingers. rate. I think, uh, was it Justin Hollander, the new GM for the Mariners? He was asked on a radio spot what they liked, what the Mariners liked about Teoscar Hernandez. And his answer was he hits the ball very, 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 very hard. (laughs) Yeah. He even
1: showed that in the – Against the Mariners. I think it was –
0: Yeah. Two ding-dongs. Luckily, Mariners had no quit. (laughs) Yeah, those ding-dong doodles couldn't stop the Mariners.
1: (laughs) Now he can do those against other teams
0: on our teams. I think it's going to be great. He's going to slot somewhere near the middle of this order, anywhere from probably three to six, I would say, even with moves that come. and what the Mariners tried to do last year with varying degrees of success was make their lineup longer who you thought were the two locks were Winker who had a historical down year. And then you had Frazier who kind of was right where he was at after the trade last year to the Padres, to the Padres. So with this move, you get a guy who's clocking in around 30 years old. He has a high track record of success in the league with, the Astros and the Blue Jays. So, this is a big piece that should help yeah. the Mariners especially with the uncertainty that they currently have in the outfield.
1: Oh, 100%. I think this is going to be this is a big move for us. Love to see the Mariners making one of the first moves. Um but yeah, Tay Oscar's also an experienced veteran going to be going into his eighth season
0: and here's a great clubhouse guy too yeah
1: so i think the mariners are now seeing what they need to make that next jump from last season to now and tay oscar is one of those guys that they knew we needed probably during the season last year (laughs) like who knows but it's going to be fun to watch that and more and more dingers from the Mariners, T-Mobile Park's going to be rocking.
0: they will be interested to see kind of what happens with Jesse Winker right after the season. Um, he wasn't with the team in the playoffs, but then it was revealed that he was having knee and neck procedures done. And the team had come out and said, you know, hey, Winker's a part of this team next year. No yeah. questions asked, but in the last couple of days, his name's been coming up in trade talks. And I don't think it's the worst thing. I think that the fight got him a lot of hype around the team. But after he came back with – after that short stint, right before the All-Star break where he hit a couple of dingers um, in that Washington series, you know, he didn't really do much the rest of the year. Defense was well below average – and yeah. i would some would venture to say extremely poor
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so it's
0: bad maybe a change of scenery might be best for him where this was supposed to be a guy where they bought out some years of arbitration for him thought this was going to be good but a new new uh home might be best for him yeah and i think what you do since you just traded for an outfielder and gave up a reliever Go and find a reliever where you like his stuff. Maybe his ERA and his statistics don't look good, but I want to see like whiff rate, spin rate on some of these things because the Mariners have traditionally done pretty good on identifying something key in pitchers. Like you look at Eric Swanson, who was traded, pitch at the top of the zone and have that splitter that drops off the table. You look at Paul Seawald where they said, Hey, slider heavy baby let's go it's an elite pitch so I think that you can go get one of those guys whoever it may be it's going to be a guy that we've probably like never heard of like Paul (laughs) Seawald or yeah or most likely those types of players who come in and you're like okay great or even you look at Matt Festa this year who prior to this year every game that he was in the Mariners lost and then he at points this year he was pitching in extremely high leverage situations so yeah i think that going and getting a reliever with winker opens up that spot for tay oscar a little bit more and gives you the opportunity to still bring in another outfielder like the mariners say they want to do definitely
1: i like that like that idea
0: like oscar let's go to the what everyone's been clamoring about in the Pacific Northwest. There's been so much talk about JP, whether he could move to second base because there are four big shortstops and the four in no particular order are Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson and Xander Bogarts. All of which I think could be a fit on this team, but lefty, what would be, or who would be the guy that you would target and why?
1: I lean towards Xander Bogarts. He is a veteran that is does it day in day out. Hits above three hundred. Um, great defensive shortstop, and just I think he would be probably the cheapest for out of all of them, and probably less lot, year.
0: lost, less years. Yeah, sure.
1: exactly. So I think just. That idea, and then show, moving JP over to second, I think JP would do just fine at second base. It might be more of a like, wow, someone better than me is coming in, but I think JP wants to win is also willing to move wherever to win a World Series. So, I think Bogarts would be the probably my favorite pick out of all of them.
0: He's a stud. He's a stud. He just seems like he would fit in that locker room.
1: Oh, a hundred
0: percent. Yeah. hundred percent. The other thing too, that I think we have to take into consideration going into this upcoming year is the banning of the shift for yeah. a while. Now second base has been relegated to a position that you don't need much defensive prowess. And I think that, of the shift is going to put an onus on making sure that you've got good defense. And, you know, I was thinking earlier today, you know, if they don't land any of the four, maybe a re reunited front with Adam Frazier could be something I would see. But then I thought, I'm like, no, he wasn't good. Very good defensively. And no. with the shift being outlawed, I don't think that he's a good fit on this team next year. So yeah. For me, out of those guys, I would lean towards Dansby Swanson because he's okay. not as big of name as Turner and Korea so you're not gonna see the type of dollars go to him. but he's a very blue collar type of player. He's got above average defense. he relies on his speed pretty well yeah and he does have some pop and he has that championship which all of these guys do, all of these guys have won a world series. Yeah. So you get a competent veteran who's been at the top. And I think that Dansby is one of those guys that was kind of looked at a bus early and has really come on strong the last couple of years. So he could be that guy that's just starting to hit his stride where Turner Bogarts, and Correa, you've already seen those huge glimpses and sustained periods of success. This could just be the start for Swanson, who I think was just a stud standout at Vandy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe he did go to Vanderbilt, yeah. So that would be where I lean. I like that.
1: I do like that a lot. Um, I think Correa and... Trey Turner will be a little too spendy, Um, but yeah, I think Dansby is a Swiss Army knife. Like, can do it all. Uh, Can hit the crap out of the ball. Hit for contact.
0: Play great defense. And just like I just look at him, I haven't listened to a whole lot of Dansby Swanson interviews, but he just kind of looks like the Kyle Seager type guy. He does. Dry, deadpan. I'm here. I want to win, and that's what yeah. that's what I've come here to do. I'm going to show up. I'm going to put my work in, and I'm going to go at night, tuck my bats in after, <laughs> make sure they're nice and warm for the tuck next day. In. Yep. Be ready to roll. Real blue-collar
1: type yeah. player.
0: Yeah, he is a, a blue-collar type
1: player for sure. Yeah, I like that.
0: All right other names that have been kind of floated out there. We already touched on Winker, but Chris Flexen, Marco Gonzalez with Matt Brash's ability to potentially be in the starting lineup. You've got Taylor Dollard, who isn't too far away from the bigs. You could even throw an Emerson Hancock, who's probably a little bit further away. You've got six starters on this roster right now. And Four of them are locked, cocked, and ready to rock, aren't going anywhere. And then you got Marco and Flexen. Who do you think out of those two is most likely to be dealt? Or do you think they're both gone?
1: Uh, I think – I do think that they're both gone. I think that the Mariners make a couple more moves that send Flexin out and – I think if they kept anyone, it would maybe God, this is tough. It'd maybe be Marco just because he's like a mariner diehard, you know, like he's the vet. Um, been through a lot of rough seasons with the mariners, but um yeah, I just think that both of them get get shipped out, get in some either prospects or i i think with those trades they'll go for guys that will obviously help change what the outcome from last year to this year and help them win a world series so yeah i just i think both might be gone
0: i think that chris flexen gives you the highest return out of the yeah because he is younger his numbers as a starter, he's a proven inning eater, getting five to six innings a go. He's a sub four ERA guy, so perfect middle to the back end of the rotation guy, especially for some of those teams that might have one frontline starter, could slot in as high as a two, and just wants more stability in the rotation. I think that he gives you that upside. Marco be a little bit tougher because he's going to slot. He per his alma mater, he is kind of a bulldog out there where he'll have a stinker. And then he comes back and goes like seven innings. Yeah. One run, three hit ball. And you're just like, Oh man, this looks like the Marco from the year before, but I don't think they're both gone. Okay. You can never have too much starting pitching. And with some of the guys that you currently have on your roster, where you've got, you know, Torrens, you've got Murphy, you've got Dylan Moore, Sam Haggerty, Jared Kelnick, Kyle Lewis, like, to really supplant some of those pieces, you're going to need better guys in return. So, are you going to get that? I'm not so certain you're going to be able to get that for both of them. yeah. So, for me, I'd look to see more of Chris Flexen be moved than Marco. Yeah, okay. And I want Marco to have success for this team because he was one of the guys that was kind of those like-for-like players. Like when the Mariners had a pretty strong outfield and they traded Tyler O'Neill for Marco Gonzalez because their starting pitching was absolutely atrocious at the time. (laughs) And I think that's what you could kind of get with the Chris Flexen trade you know, a uh, mutual good thing for both teams. And I think that's what you'd look for in these deals. Because this day, Oscar Hernandez trade, granted, the Blue Jays wanted to free up some money because he's going to be out about 14 to 15 in arbitration this year. Mm. But holy cow, it's insane to think that we gave up a reliever in a prospect yeah. for a guy with the hitting acumen, <laughs> one-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. Yeah, that like, is that's pretty insane. insane. So you want to do something that's going to benefit both sides, I think, with Marco and Flexin. And I don't think that either of them really gets dealt to a team that isn't at least poised to potentially make the playoffs. I don't think you're going to see – them get traded to the royals or the pirates yeah or the tigers or anything like unless the tigers think that they can keep spending the hobby bias isn't going to swing at everything that gets pitched inside the park that's going to change but i could see them going to one of those fringy type teams that could use a guy you know maybe like the white Sox. yeah i'm surprised that one of these guys wasn't involved in the trade for Teoscar. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty shocked too. When I saw the details, I'm like, well, I feel like we kind of stole them, but who knows? (laughs) You never know.
0: Is there any other players that you see free agent or trade that would be really eye catching for you right now in the process?
1: Not really right now. I think the Mariners are close to being a great team. And if we can get a shortstop, uh, that'd be huge for them. Uh, getting Tay Oscar is a little baby step towards making a push for the World Series. I think one more big trade, um, hopefully for Bogarts or Swanson, could really put the Mariners in talks of World Series contenders. So can't really think of anyone right now that we would need besides those guys. But
0: what about you? You got me? I got one. Okay. For now. And that is Masataka yoshida (laughs) okay outfielder from japan sounds like he's going to be posted by the december 5th deadline and here's the reason i say that i think with this move bringing in a japanese player where his numbers are great his average is 335 over there and it's probably the second best league in the world yeah behind the mlb his power numbers are a little high. I read an article today by Lookout Landing where he said he kind of profiles a little bit like Jesse Winker. Not the fastest guy. Okay. High on base. Very low strikeouts. But a little bit more torque. They also kind of said like Adam Frazier-esque a little bit, but with more pop.
1: Kind okay. of a smaller guy. <laughs> okay.
0: But there is a big fish that will be hitting the free agent market for sure next year unless somehow the Angels win the World Series. And that is Shohei Otani. And with the Mariners being in the final contention, I think that with Otani having amazing years in the team success not being there, he's going to want to go to a winner. He wants to win. He wants to be on top. And I think that with some of these moves that the Mariners have made, they're setting themselves up. Like, you got Teoscar. What if you work out an extension for him? What if you bring back Mitch Haniger this year and bring in, you know, Masataka Yoshida, and then you've got platoons, you've got Kelnick that you could have as that fifth outfielder. You rotate these guys in at DH spots. You've got your fourth outfielders, your late inning replacement for Yoshida or Teoscar Hernandez is Jared Kelnick. And He's a lefty bat as well, which would play very well if you bring back Mitch Haniger because your entire outfield would be batting from the right side. Even well, yeah. So you do that, you get a little bit more lineup balance, and you could position yourself for the biggest unicorn in today's major
1: league. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's a move that I would make that would be that crazy. could help you this year, but might really help you next year. Yeah. That would be insane. And one other thing that I do want to talk about is we know that our top four starters are very good. You've seen Robbie Ray during stretches of the season pitch like the Cy Young that he was the year before. Luis Castillo, besides one or two starts with the Mariners, absolute nails. You saw a big uptick from Logan Gilbert this year from his rookie season. And that's kind of what I want to highlight with George Kirby. George Kirby was well above average and I think exceeded expectations for everyone around the league.
1: Yeah.
0: Even clocked in with a rookie of the year vote. Oh, really? Only pitcher on the American League side to get a American League rookie of the year vote. That's impressive. And it was by Houston's guy. Gave him a third place vote. Okay. You see the jump that Gilbert made last year. What if Kirby makes a similar jump? And you legitimately have guys where if Logan Gilbert takes even a little bit more step forward, he's a one or a two. Luis Castillo is a one. Robbie Ray is a one or a two. And if you have George Kirby, who also profiles as a 2 or a 3 this year with the potential to then be a 1 or a 2, I don't care who the hell your fifth starter is because you're going to be favored in four games out of five. Five, yeah. That's insane to think about because (laughs) you have good experience with elite talent at the top, and you have two pretty young guys that have shown – a very high baseball performance. And you can see that with their, with either of their starts against Houston, where should have won the first game when you you had Logan Gilbert and George Kirby was absolutely phenomenal as well in the 18 inning game. So there's a whole lot to be excited for start. It wasn't the first big deal. I would say, you know, some of the re-signings, but the first big deal was probably Tyler Anderson. <sighs> yeah. To the Angels for three years, 39 mil, and they have to give up a second round pick for him next year. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's bad. Damn. So first big Oof. move, real big move that involves a trade in the offseason. Of course the Mariners would be behind it. Yeah, And it's making me miss baseball already. I mean, I, I missed it already for a while because as soon <laughs> as that 18 inning game was over, I didn't watch another inning of baseball.
1: Yeah, me either. I was pooped. Yeah. <laughs> didn't watch much of the World Series. Plus,
0: Mariners are best, baby. And they've yeah. shown, especially in that series where it was tooth and nail the whole time with Houston, that They're close. And this is a move that helps them get closer depending on the other moves they make. But it's early, baby. It's early. Yep, it is. It is early. Well, I think that's going to do it for this Mariners episode tonight. But before you go to bed, (laughs) before you get out of your car and hop into work before you clock back in on a lunch or before you pick your kids up from school or whatever the hell you're doing, hop on over to social media, and give Do us a it. follow. Find me on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red lefty. Where you at one more time?
1: Follow me on Twitter at lefty France on Instagram at D France 13 Go over and follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Red Pod. Follows, follows, follows. Do it, freaking do it. And as
0: always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.